0: This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL.
1: Hello and welcome. My name is Brad Lieb. I am a former professional hockey player and this is the Life After Hockey podcast. This is the place where I'll be interviewing former players and exploring their life after hockey journeys, including their successes, challenges, and the causes that they are passionate about. So please join me on the Hockey Podcast Network every Saturday for new episodes and follow me on Twitter at Brad M. Lieb for all my podcast updates. And until then, keep going and enjoy your life.
0: Let's go life after hockey, baby! Woo!
2: (laughs) Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Mason Dixon, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. I'm here today, joined once again and always by my wonderful, beautiful co-host, the Bayou Benders. How you doing, Corey?
1: I'm doing great, dude. Um, fucking better than your poor table, dude. It's got fucking cheese all over it. Man's got to eat. Fucking spring mix fucking cereal killer. Man's got to eat. I feel like the glad, table dude. can be cleaned later. Dude, I eat so much salad right now, dude. I've been eating a fuck out of some salad. Knock a lie. Salad gang. Fuck fuck salad dressing though. Oh, you eat it raw like a fucking man?
2: Everyone fucking shits on me for eating it without salad dressing. Dude, you you know that takes
1: that takes like I would say talent, but like you just like that's a lot of grit to do that because that shit is like for being a vegetarian, right? You would think like I'd be down for the cause. But, like that shit is so earthy that like I don't know if I could do that. But kudos to you, dude. Like, maybe one day I can get to that level. I think if I'm drunk, I can get to that fucking level.
2: I mean, it's just so shitty for you. Oh, dressing, like, fucking terrible, hate dude. salad dressing. It's so it like ruins the point of eating a salad. Yeah. the amount of. But I mean, that's
1: that's it. the that's what they want from us. It's like, dude, eat healthy, but it's like Subway. It's like, dude, I ate so fresh today. Can you believe it? I ate an entire fucking loaf of bread. <laughs> but I had so much good shit on it. I had lean turkey. <laughs> like I
2: may have just eaten 40 grams of carbs, but it looked green.
1: So it was good for me. Yeah. That's just that's something else. But hey dude, like I can't do that. I don't like I don't like my salad with a lot of dressing. Like if it's swimming, I ain't fucking having it, right? I just need just a bit. In fact, what I do is I put a little bit and I put a little bit of water and I switch that shit around. Just the way it's it's cut. You know, I like my shit cut. But um, anyway, fucking salad talk. This is the salad episode. I'm an Arugula fan. No, just uh, so, so what's up, dude?
2: Oh, you know, we're talking. I'm just playing some Skyrim. Had a dude. pretty easy day at work. Gosset. I love Skyrim. Had to do fucking video training.
1: Dude, video training
2: is so dope. How no, old awful. was the video? Well, there was like a 30-second video, and the rest of it was like, I'm not kidding, eight hours of reading <laughs> shit and then having to do, like, tests on it. Oh, today was
1: that day where you went in to just do eight hours worth of fucking managerial training? Yeah, dude, but fuck it. I what a fucking three- finessed the system. So Explain. Sorry, I didn't oh. mean for that dramatic pause. I'm saying a sip of my beer.
2: Suspense. It was needed. Fucking it's like a it's a government thing, it's not like a fucking McDonald's thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So you know what government things are fucking tedious as shit. Donnie D's. Like, oh yeah, big Don's guy right here. Big Don's guy. But anywho, fucking government of fucking Ontario. Legislates that you have to do if you're gonna supervise other employees, you have to take this fucking course. They literally time stamped it. Supposed to take you eight hours. (laughs) I did. I I was like, "Fuck! You think I'm gonna sit here for eight hours? I couldn't sit in class. I couldn't sit in a math class for forty minutes. Like, you think I can sit here and do a fucking McDonald's supervisor like thing for eight hours? So they got me in this little room, and like fuck our gm like sets me up whatever and i start reading it i'm like fuck i hate my life i can't believe i got tricked into coming in because I apparently i could have done it at home but they tricked me to come in so they knew i would do it and i'm sitting there and i'm reading and like half an hour later i get through the first unit there's fucking 10 of them and i do the fucking test whatever And then I get to the second one. I'm like, I can't, like, I can't do this. Like, I just don't have the attention span for this. So I, there's like, you know, like when you're like scrolling through pages, there's like page numbers. Yeah. There's 30 pages in this fucking unit. (laughs) So I read the first one, I read the second one, I read the third one. And I'm like, fuck. So I just click on the 30th one. And it works. And I, it just sends me straight to the unit test. Oh, fucking fleeced. And I do the test. And, of course, I get I fail because you have to get 100%. I got, like, 70. There was, like, 15 questions or something. Right. But the best part is <laughs> it shows you the answers for the ones you got wrong. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's sick. So I just fucking, you know, the gears are turning now. I'm like, I, I think I can finesse the system here. So I whip out my phone, snap a quick picture, hit retry. They It sends you the first page because they want you to review all the shit you missed. Right. I go, fuck that. I hit page 30. Go to the unit test. And I proceed to fail it four times because they have like different rotating questions. Jesus. And then on the fifth try or the sixth try, 100%. <laughs>
1: that's awesome so so what was the what was the end time how how much time did you spend on this two and a half hours
2: and like i wasn't reading anything i was like scanning it like briefly because most of it's just common sense right and they're like there's the only shit i was reading was like they expect you to remember there was this one question i'm gonna remember it because it's a pain in the ass it was like what subsection it's like what section can you find this thing in for the Ontario workers, whatever the fuck. Right. And it was like section, this subsection, a subsection C article H of this. So it was like the fourth fucking subsection of a Like just fucking subsection paradox. And I'm like, how the, like, how the fuck am I supposed to remember this? But anyway, yeah. Cheated. Two and a half hours later, finished it, and uh, then I got to go home. So, you know, it turned an eight-hour shift into a three-and-a-half-hour shift. Still got paid for
1: eight, so it
2: wasn't a bad day at all.
1: Well, I'm glad you figured that out. Truthfully me, I probably would have just fucking just, just powered through it like an idiot. But, dude, that, that is a time fucking saver, dude. I never thought about something like that. But, I mean, look at you, dude. Beating the system and then coming home and just fucking raw-dogging straight lettuce like he's a fucking savage
2: i got some big dick energy today jesus and before (laughs) before like i portray myself as a total scumbag i was texting uh i was texting my other like my one of my friends is also getting promoted to the same position i am at my job Mm -hmm. and uh she was doing the exact same fucking thing so you know great minds think alike Maybe just because we're fucking young. I don't know. But yeah, I think anyone would have done the same in my position.
1: <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. You're I f- laughing because you I figured, know you would have. Oh, dude, absolutely. Like, I figured you would like trying to say like, yeah, like straight up told them how to do it because we ain't about to, we ain't both about to get stuck in this shit. Got to help homie out.
2: No, nah. the worst part was though, is that it like at the end of it, because like you get a certificate. Uh-huh that they email to you and then you can print it out or whatever. So there's a fucking it shows you all, shows you all your tests and it fucking like time stamps them. <laughs> My man ran through this fucking section in 12 minutes. And I'm like, "Thank God, like I don't think anyone's going to bother checking this." Cuz like it was like Unit 6 test 1142. 1143 1144 1145 1146 and then like i got it right at 1147 but, like, and it asked me if i wanted to like email that to myself so i could print it i was like nah, maybe Fuck not, maybe but- not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we
1: don't need that <laughs> oh shit but yeah how have you been how was your day uh i'm fine like i got off of work i had to go stop on my friend's house pick up some money um went in half on like a case of beer, but it's not like like a bush light or a Labatt or or molson like whatever whatever you guys fancy out there. Um it's like our favorite beer that uh our local brewery puts out. Um I think I talked about it before it's called Morning Fix. It's a milkshake IPA with uh local coffee uh beans that are roasted into it with milk chocolate and almond Shit's fucking delicious. We spent $120 on
2: it.
1: $120? Yeah. So, you know, how many, like,
2: cans of beer? uh,
1: I got, let's see, 20, I think 20, 20 or 24. Uh, Ah! Yeah, they're 16 ounces, though. And they're, you know, Delicious, my fucking. So like, truthfully, like I spent sixty dollars, right? My this shit's fucking, my favorite beer.
2: Oh no, my university brain is like screaming at you. I rely on Buck a
1: beer and the occasional Pink Whitney. Okay, well, I went to university, and yeah, when I was in university, I'd Buck a beer, you know, five, you know, nickel pint night, you know, shit like that. Like <laughs> I get it, but like. I'm at an age where, like, I can't go out and do nickel pint night. You know, I can't go to this, like, grungy-ass fucking bar with a bunch of children, you know? So I'm just, you know, if I'm going to get – if I want to just open up a beer at my house, I want it to be quality, you know? So my favorite beer is back out, Um, and it's funny because we killed the final final can of it at my friend's wedding, right, as we were getting ready – I surprised them with the last can that I had that I had been, I had been saving and uh, we fucking killed it in like not even a fucking minute. Like we just split it up and fucking knocked it back. But we get our wedding photos back and uh, it's in like so many photos, (laughs) photos of, you know, like it was like the third person in it. It's hilarious. Like there's just a group cheering and everybody's got like Michelob Ultra and I have, you know, my fucking delicious craft uh morning fix and you're
2: about to provide them with fucking thousands of dollars of free advertising because uh your face is getting plastic if you don't think
1: if you don't think i'm sending that to them and just letting them know like hey this yeah so that doesn't make sense to y'all but uh i'm the biggest i've ever been (laughs) and um for one day i guess i looked good for my size that day and it just so happens (laughs) <laughs> at the one wedding that i did not work out or like care to be fit you know uh because my boy just supports me at at any size uh happens to be a wedding that's going to be featured in new Orleans weddings digest or whatever the fuck it's going to be called so <laughs> a fucking ignorant ass is going to be in it like it's so funny everybody's like Everybody's wearing their shit. They have bow ties. So like that was a fucking hilarious thought right off the bat because you can't see the bow tie in any of the photos. And in fact, you can't see the white of the the shirt at all because my beard is long enough to cover that. So I just uh. look like I'm just wearing a straight black suit and it's fucking hilarious. But yeah, so anyway, I'm about to market urban south and I'm going to let I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop I'm going to hit him with a drop. Right. I'm gonna head. I'm gonna give them a heads up. Be like, "Yo, like y'all about to get marketed super hard in this magazine." I'd appreciate y'all you know, breaking me off a little bit more. You know, I'm your distributor. It'd be really tight. You guys hook me up. Yo, get them
2: to fucking advertise on the pod. You know, I'm thirsty for these fucking sponsors,
1: dude. I'll, I'll get. I'll give it a shot. Why not? You know, like uh, I love these people. Give um, them a free shout right now. A shout out Urban South uh, Brewery on top of Chapultepec Street. They're one of the Greatest breweries and just the local Southern area. I would just say Southern area. They're really holding it down. Uh, I think they're on their fourth year of business and they've easily in just four years have taken over the entire Louisiana area with greatest, uh, in my opinion, greatest brewery of Louisiana. So shout out to fucking urban South. Fucking I named my
2: dog or I didn't, but my family named my first dog after Labat blue his name, so his is name Blue. was Blue. That's tight. We'll fucking rename him Urban.
1: <laughs> Urban. It's all right. Uh, I named my my cat that lives outside, not Turkey, because I didn't have any pot in that shit. Uh, but my cat that lives outside comes inside. Uh, sometimes her name's Tron Cat. Because, you know, 2010, Odd Futures out. I got a I got my odd future shirt on with the cat on it for Tron Cat. And uh this girl that I used to work with was like, Hey, I got a straight catch. Like, you know, a little baby thing. And, um, the poor thing needs a home. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to send it to the pound. Oh, like, fuck you. I'm depressed. I love a depressed, a depression cat. Right. Help me, help me stay, uh, alive. And I get this fucking cat and I show up that day with the fucking shirt. And she was like, just laughing. And just turns out my cat looks exactly like the cat on my shirt. So I just trolled call, I called her Tron cat and that's my little baby girl, Tron Bon.
2: There you go. I mean I was under the impression Turkey was your little baby cat,
1: but uh you you know what, dude? The story of Turkey. My wife was like, I wanna get a cat. And I'm like, Whatever. I don't <laughs> want a cat. Like, I got I got T tile. you know. Oh, she's got like a thousand names, well. Anyway, we got Tron. We don't need a cat. She's like, but I want an inside cat because Tron's like, fuck it. I don't want to be in here for a while. I'm going to go out and hang out with, you know, the boys and shit and go, like, run around with possums and fucking raccoons. So I was like, there's no, if you can make me want this cat, right? If you can make me be like, okay, then we'll get it. And she tried. It's hard to believe
2: there was ever a point in time in which you wanted turkey. And I feel like listeners should know, she, like, by now who Turkey is.
1: I'll, I'll post a picture one day. Um, Wait wait till we get visuals, and I'll put him on the fucking episodes. Um, or He's already ask, on all of them. He'll be in them. Um, but anyway, fucking she up. went and picked the cat up and just – she said, fuck it. I'm just taking the cat, right? So what does she do is take – Dave gave me a Montreal Canadiens hat. Uh, he said it was his bad luck hat because he got the hat and we lost fucking everybody. Um, so he was like, I don't want this fucking hat. You can have it. I was like, I'll take the fucking hat in because it's not bad luck and I don't feel like buying a fucking Montreal Canadiens hat because shit's expensive. So I get this fucking hat. She sends me a picture of this orange ass little bastard smiling his ass off inside of my Montreal Canadiens cat. and I fell in love and I knew it was wrong to fall in love with that cat. He's a dickhead, but... I guess I kind of like him, but that's how we got this cat. Is she wooed me with my favorite team and a cat inside of my hat? That's just manipulative. She, she, and that little bastard lives here. So that's, that's the story of Turkey.
2: <laughs> well, anyway, moving on to some Dude, what hockey a long talk. Intro.
1: <laughs> a little bit,
2: but you know, it's whatever. Well, let, let's, let's, uh, used to
1: let's talk about, uh, we were this, well, when you guys hear this, there will also be another episode out from THPN, the amazing network that we're a part of with like almost 40 different, you know, uh, podcasts now. But one of them for the Winnipeg Jets we were actually featured on and ha- got to sit down with Brandon and Colin of Grit 60. Um, I-, I-, I had a great time with them. It's funny that they're from Florida. So, like, Mason got felt probably Ostracized. a little awkward. Cause my man's dealing with weather that's cold to him and we're easy breezy living in, you know, 60 degree low is 45. It's really crisp outside. I'm not sweating. So we're just having a great time and Mason's fucking bundled up. Yeah. It's bullshit. You guys are complaining about
2: like 58 degrees. I didn't, I didn't complain. They did. They did.
1: Not this Anyway,
2: guy. um I'll you know pack back my resentment for now. <laughs> but yeah, they're doing a series on uh the Canadian teams they got us on. I think they're planning on getting like the fucking Sens with fucking Shane and you know Edmonton with I believe Farley's doing Edmonton. Farley, yep.
1: I think it's called
2: uh, uh Rig Rat. Yeah, Rig Rat Farles. or something like that. And yeah, so they're doing a Canadian series, and before we uh play that briefly. Just to give a shout out, since we're talking about Canadian teams, Lou Marsh Trophy came out yesterday, as of this recording, and for only the third time in history, it's been awarded to two players. It was a tie, and for any American listeners, or even the rare Canadian that might not know what I'm talking about,
1: the Lou like Marsh me. Trophy. Like me.
2: Yeah, what? like you. Although you're not, you're no, you're no Canadian. That's for sure. The I'm a Lou North Marsh American Trophy. Man. <laughs> is awarded to the top Canadian athlete every year. This year it was awarded to Alfonso Davies, and a lot of listeners on this podcast might not have any fucking clue who that is. He is a 20-year-old soccer player who has already in like he's been playing pro soccer for five years. He made his MLS debut at 15. He just won the Champions League trophy, he's the only Canadian athlete to do that. 20 years old, he's already worth, like in soccer, players get sold like 100 million euros, which is insane. He tied with Laurent duvernay tardif I butchered that. Guy from Montreal. A lot of our listeners might know of him. He won the Super Bowl last year with Kansas City. He's an offensive lineman. And he is also a doctor. Like wow. doctorate. Has his PhD. He split time, got his doctorate. And he actually rejected a contract this year, walked away from millions of dollars to help families in Montreal, like in the hospital, help fight COVID. So not only did he win Sports Magazine's Athlete of the Year, like Sports Person of the Year, he also won the Lou Marsh Trophy. And I think that's very well deserved. I just wanted to give those two guys a shout out because, you know, I think they both deserved it.
1: Hey, that's beautiful. Um, yeah, both of them definitely deserve a shout out. Uh, I'd clap, but I don't want to hurt like the listeners' ears. I don't I'm not I'm not gonna clap, but but I am clapping in my heart right now. That's that's a tremendous that's a tremendous achievement that I just learned about. And just because I just learned about it doesn't mean it's it's anything less it doesn't take anything away from it. You know, I'm I'm a fucking US kid. But um that first name sounds super familiar. I feel like we yeah I feel like we've talked about him before
2: what do you know maybe like personally not on that episode Davies is yeah he's he's like Canadian soccer is not a very glamorous history um our actually our women's team has done very well internationally and in the Olympics but um men's soccer players there's not exactly a long list of uh stars there for Canadians Alfonso Davies is already chasing our greatest soccer player ever, and that's Christine Sinclair. Obviously, he has a long way to go. I'm sure you've heard, even you have heard of Christine Sinclair. Please tell me you've heard of Christine Sinclair. Yeah, that awkward silence, bud. When you haven't heard of her. Anyway, she's the greatest women's soccer player to ever play. Okay, Um, good to know. Yeah, she's Canadian. He's already chasing her.
1: That's awesome. Um,
2: Yeah, sky's the limit for that kid. But anyway, hockey talk. Um, I think we're going to play some uh, audio from that episode from the Jets. Yeah, I hope you guys
1: like it.
0: Yeah, so I will say the one thing that I didn't really understand from Montreal's offseason was the Max Domi-Josh Anderson swap. (laughs) I thought that was very bad. (laughs) including yeah. I mean, it, it's only made worse by that contract that contract is really really bad
2: i um i'm gonna take this one cory
1: that's fine i'm just gonna fucking cry real quick cory <laughs> hate
2: cory hates this a lot more than i, I do we're gonna go um, fuck another beer like this is terrible i actually um wasn't too upset with the trade i don't i think that version overpaid we didn't we like we didn't need to fucking add a pick. I thought that was stupid. But like when you kind of look at the roster, Domi kind of just didn't fit. Like he was going to leave anyway. He there's no room for him. We have um we already have like a center crisis right now with what we're going to do with Dano in a few years and what we're doing with KK and Suzuki. So trying to fit Domi in there just wasn't the the puzzle pieces weren't going to fit. So I like that you know, Bergeron was proactive and before there was a real problem, decided to, I'm going to ship him while well. his value is high. But then he overpaid for Josh Anderson and I actually don't mind gambling on Josh Anderson. I think this is a trade that really relies like if Josh Anderson can come back and be healthy, I'll forget about this trade. I, I mean, you know, it, we overpaid a little bit, whatever. But if Josh Anderson doesn't do well it isn't healthy then like Bergevin may have just you know written his own like job away he may have signed his own death warrant so I think that just proves that Bergevin's kind of going all in on the year but I I mean I can't I can't I want to defend it but it, it's kind of a we'll have to wait and see kind of deal but Corey hates it a lot more than I do
0: I think that Mark and. um Jim Benning are, are very similar in that I think they're bad GMs who very occasionally stumble ass-backwards into something good. Mm, I disagree. I think
2: Jim Benning is a phenomenal scout. He's great at drafting, but he's horrible at asset management. Mark Bergevin kind of doesn't deal with our drafting. That's more Trevor Timmons. Bergevin makes a lot of trades that everyone kind of questions and then they work out which is why I think a lot of fans have more faith in this Josh Anderson deal, even though on the surface, it looks so bad because, you know, at the time we sent patch for Thomas Tatar who looked fucking horrible. And now he leads our team in points and we got Nick Suzuki. We sent Shea Weber for PK Subban. Subban is absolutely garbage in New Jersey. Now we got Philip Deneau. Everybody in New Jersey is
0: garbage. That's true. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) see i've heard everybody and everything but yes (laughs) yeah well
2: i don't know i think bergevin is really like he makes these deals that everyone shits on and questions and they oh they almost always pay out with the exception of sergachev but we don't talk about that in
1: montreal yeah we don't just everyone else fucking does (laughs) that was a tough one all right, folks, uh, I had a great I think we both had a really good conversation with them rather back and forth. It was a long episode. Um, but if you liked it, um, please give these guys a follow. They're at uh, Grit Per 60 Pod on Twitter, and that's uh, Jets Grit 60. And uh, that's one of our local well, local. That's one of our affiliates over here at, at the Hockey Podcast Network. And uh, it's always it's always great to follow another another gr- good group amongst us. But uh, I think this is this is going to be interesting. It was great to meet these guys and really finally get a get a chance to talk with them. Both brothers are, are, are hilarious, and uh, I think with this new Canadian division, which we'll go into a little bit more next week, um, I think this is going to spark a lot of a lot of fun amongst the other Canadian teams. So um, please give them a follow, give them a listen. Um, give THPN a fucking follow, please. Uh give us a fucking follow. Um but yeah, um I enjoyed it. Mason, I'm sure I'm sure you had fun, even though you know it was like, hey, let's let me talk to three southern people.
2: Three <laughs> fucking people who've never
1: shared a cold day in their lives. LOL. Well, you know, if it gets cold down here, you know, we, we think the worst. Um <laughs> but you know. So in, well, yeah. into into that clip, right? So what we we, we just share with y'all, Mason went into defending Mark Bergevin, and uh, we got a little little interesting thing, you know, that's going on right now as far as uh, you know, what Mark Bergevin is capable of trading wise. And Mason, why don't you why don't you dive into that a little bit? Well, yeah, they were saying
2: that uh, Mark Bergevin is like Jim Benning, in which he bumbles into. Moves that turn out to be good, which I disagree with because, you know, trading wise, Mark Bergman almost always wins. Um Miguel Sergachev, you know,
1: that's a tough one.
2: It's tough, but in the end, it's not like we got fleeced like Drew N is who he is. He's flash flashes of brilliance. I think this is a make or break year, but he's not a bust. He's you know not. I mean, he's and, 40, um,
1: 50 points, whatever. Okay, It is what it is. I truthfully think that in the conversation we had that Colin had brought up a point he made was uh, trading, uh, you know, a forward, a high talented forward for for a a defenseman. I think that was a good example of how the defenseman would win out that possible trade. But it's hard to to really delve into how well Sergachev is playing. Like, yeah, he's playing fucking lights out, but he's also on a team where any of his slip ups easily get picked up, get get covered up. You know, they just get kind of get lost into the the fluidity of how how great this team plays. So oh for know, sure. If he, he got traded on- if he got traded to a, a lesser team, like you know, maybe we would, you know, these these errors would be highlighted to us and that trade would make a little bit it would be a little bit easier on our minds. But he he goes to a fantastic team. It's a little hard not to be like, well fuck this dude just won a goddamn uh Stanley Cup. You know, he could have helped us out, uh, you know, significantly. Cool.
2: He's playing with fucking Kevin Shattenkirk, Ryan McDonough, Victor Hedman, to name a few. All All-Stars. like <laughs> Some of, I'd say, two of which are Hall of Famers. Like, he's probably going to play pretty well, hey? But uh, interesting development. We were talking about the Pacioretty trade, and we're hearing that Pacioretty's, like, probably gone from Vegas oh uh, wow wait like Vegas might get a lot for him he's probably worth a lot right now because know think he's so had two
1: good years in Vegas absolutely and you know like if it wasn't for Tatar and, and Suzuki really finding their way here I think you know that would be a trade that we would have seen lost but I think that really defends and Norlander and norlander it defends uh god, god what a <laughs> oh it would please <laughs> like, say there's we fleeced uh, the fuck out of them but but mason defending uh bergevin in that moment like to have this start to come out and surface it really benefits like and, and helps you know mason's cause and, and what he said is that you know yeah we moved patch already did amazing over there and it's maybe that was perfect. Like he needed a refresher. He needed to get away from a Canadian, uh, you know, a cult, well, not culture, but you know, like the limelight out here, you know, he, you're given the captaincy and maybe it was too much for him. He plays better over there, you know, but look what we get in return, you know? So like, truthfully, I think we win that, you know, we win that trade pretty, pretty ridiculously, you know? Um, but I just think that that really, you know, with this surfacing, It makes Mason sound like a goddamn genius now, you know. I mean, thank you. I won't disagree. I got
2: your back, dog. Yeah, I appreciate it. Fucking if Vegas gets less than what Patrick is worth, though, and I think they will because they're up against they they're fucking they're not even under the cap yet. Like they can't they can't, they have to get rid of some salary. As teams now, especially. With the stagnant salary cap, they're yeah, gonna make f- them pay. So I don't think they're getting a lot for Eddie. They might have to add picks, and it's just gonna make Mark Bergevin look so much better if that's the case.
1: Well, think about it. Think about it as in what happened with with Domi, right? We feel like we overpaid to take in Josh Anderson to give away Domi plus a third round you know like we don't see that side of the NHL we're not you know in the we're not the fly on the wall listening in on on these on these conversations but you know with with covid going on with with the flat cap you know like these are big these are big guys that should be moved on their own but maybe just because of what's going on like they're these teams are needing an incentive to really take on you know this this amount you know this player that's going to bring in a lot of money he's going to want a lot so I think Pacioretty had a great – it was a great fit in Vegas. And I appreciate what he did for us as much as I bitch about him. I appreciate his time here. But I really think that he's going to – if he leaves Vegas, they did him dirty because he was a glued fit that fit in perfectly with their system. And I just think it's, it's- – Well,
2: part of why he loved it there too is because they had Paul Stastny. And think about that. Like we're just talking to the Winnipeg guys. Winnipeg got Paul Stastny. And they're still – like, Vegas lost Paul Stastny. They're going to lose Patch already. Nate Schmidt. talking about getting rid of uh, – yeah, Nate Schmidt. What's he left, left
1: – <laughs> Like, what the fuck are they doing though? Like, there? Wild Bill ain't the same. You know, like, Wild Bill ain't the same. Uh, Mark De Show's really not the same. Like, they, they, these these guys play good, but, like, they're not the same first-year mm. numbers anymore.
2: Marcia So. <laughs> I'm going to have to disagree with that one. He's pretty good.
1: Well, I think he's good. I'm just saying, like, he – it's just like – I just feel bad for someone like Matt Stone who committed to this team and is watching all the pieces around him that really made this team a difference. I'm sorry, I'm sorry Matt Stone. I'm sorry. So we got sorry. Patrick please, Eichel. Please don't, please don't fucking do this.
2: And now we, we got <laughs> we got fucking Austin McDavid and now I
1: didn't say Austin McDavid. That one's a fuck up. Matt Stone. Matt Stone. That's the guy from fucking South Park, dude. Sorry. <laughs> but no i get what you're saying. third grade Corey is fucking you know he's coming out a little bit i'm sorry i get what you're saying it's okay but uh but yeah dude like imagine someone who's going over there and he's going to be a captain of a team that just lost like four or five of their firepower players
2: yeah no it's i don't know what the fuck they're doing but speaking of nhl rumors you know, we've heard a lot about, it's not yet confirmed, the NHL season this year. Little what's Bob Jr. Happen. And I just want to point out, two weeks ago, I said, we're going to hear something in the next two weeks. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I was sweating a little bit. I thought my source let me down, but we heard something in the next two weeks. It's a little bit off of what I heard. But the time frame's pretty similar, amount of games, and it was within what I was told. So
1: call me a liar. Okay, look. Try try calling me a liar. I, I fucking – I knew something. All right, all right, little Bob. Um, You're only off by like five games, which isn't that, – that that's a give or take, right? I said closer to 50. You had 48 right on the dot. I don't think that's bad, but, you know, they they're saying – this is the rumor, folks. I'm sure you fucking heard it. But what he's referring to is that the a January 13th start date. So shout out to my cousin, because if I'm not mistaken, that's like right when his birthday is. So he's excited for that. But, um, you know, a January 13th start date that allows the NBA to start. And then we will be the, you know, the last one of, of the bigger, the bigger, um, if I call it uh, national leagues to start. But that's awesome because uh, I think it'll it'll end with us and it'll you know we'll we'll get a really good run. But it's looking at about 50, 53 games is what they're looking at right now, and it's only five games off of what, you know, little Bob had heard you know through the through the grapevine.
2: <laughs> hey, I'm just happy that I, I got think an you inside scoop on something. You know, I
1: I'm proud of myself. You know how many how many how many people hear rumors and it's like dead on that aren't associated with TS, TSN? i S N. I'm not even going to say ESPN cause they're trash, but you know, just like, well, know, it's MSN. funny. They,
2: they get a pass though. They hear so they false report about 60, probably
1: more of their fucking rumors. Yeah. But I think they believe fucking idiots like me that are like, Hey, did you hear about this? And they're like, Holy fuck. We got to, a- we got a landline into some (laughs) real shit about hockey, which we don't know anything about anymore.
2: Fair enough. But, yeah, Yeah. I just had to uh, remind people because, you know, I'm going to be a little bit proud here. I'm going to take some pride. But, yeah, so very excited, though, to hear that the NHL season is for sure. Like I said, I wasn't really in doubt of that, but it's nice to get that confirmation. Now that we know, like, nothing's been set in stone. Things could still fall apart. Like, I'm not going to say never. But it's looking like we're probably going to have hockey, and I'm pretty fucking excited.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm loving it because it's like, dude, like, the league starting within, like, my birthday week. So that's so fucking sick to me because I'm a fucking, bi- you know, a Bayou Diva, and I'm going to celebrate the entire fucking week. Um, so hopefully that should happens within, you know, my week of festivities. Never, never had hockey really start on my birthday, you know, like anywhere near it. it was a Big moment for me in my heart, my little Southern heart. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think little Bob is still there. I think, I think there's a lot of, you know, you could really, you can really get behind little Bob folks. So. Maybe we'll make a T-shirt and I'll wheat paste this boyish smile over fucking Bob McKenzie sitting sitting in on TSN or some shit. Bob well, McKenzie's got a boyish smile. Yeah, but I mean your boyish smile. Bob <laughs> McKenzie's a fucking dog. You know, he's like a fucking OG. I'm talking about your mug on this fucking godly man's body. That's you know, just sacrilege. TSN. I might get. You know, we we might have. We might get a. Fucking couple of cease and assess, <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> but well, anyway, anyway, I folks. Uh, I think we I think we're about to wrap it up, dude.
2: Yeah it it is the Wednesday episode, and I think this is actually going to be a longer Wednesday episode. And uh, I currently have a fucking reservation at the gym. Do and you know fucking have to reserve a gym time at any time because oh, that, that makes is sense. Insane. It's fucking cold. any anyway, anytime, Jim, Tom,
1: reserved for me.
2: Yeah, I ranted about this last week, but yeah, please don't do it again. You're starting to sound been, like a
1: fucking hardo.
2: <laughs> it's been great talking to you guys again. I think it's actually been a pretty good podcast for the Wednesday episode. You know, Corey and I usually, uh, with no hockey to talk about, we struggle for these ones. But I think we actually had a pretty good chat. Um, great chat with the Winnipeg guys. Like I said, grit for sixty on the hockey podcast network you can check that out once again you can follow Corey at the bayou benders and myself at habs nightly on twitter and instagram we're both on both platforms and if you have no more part if you have any parting words Corey, now would be the time
1: to say them. you guys have a great rest of your weekend we'll talk to y'all you know we'll see y'all monday all right have a good one guys